special shout out to our sponsor, Qualia. Qualia is the category creating digital closing platform used by thousands of lenders across the country to seamlessly work with their title and escrow partners. By working better together, Qualia is powering lenders to deliver a differentiated closing experience for their clients. Through real-time communications, closing status updates, and workflow management, Qualia brings lenders together with home buyers and sellers, title and escrow agents, and real estate agents for a secure and seamless closing experience. Qualia is proud to have been awarded the Housing Wire Tech 100 Award for real estate as well as CB Insights FinTech 250 Award. Discover how you can work more efficiently with your title and escrow partners at qualia.com forward slash innovators. That's Q-U-A-L-I-A.com forward slash innovators. Greetings, everyone. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the Mortgage Innovators podcast, where we deliver fresh and hopefully fun and entertaining insights on all things that are mortgage and innovation that's propelling our industry forward. I'm Margaret Chiavini, and this week we have a really special episode for you. It's actually an episode that was previously recorded at this year's Mortgage Innovators Conference. The topic on this episode is a great topic, one that's kind of near and dear to everybody's heart, and that is using data to transform the customer journey. So we really hope you love this episode. It's, a, it's an awesome refresher if you saw it um, during the conference, and if you haven't seen it, um, we hope you really enjoy it. We're super excited that after two years, the Mortgage Innovators Conference has been virtual. And now, of course, we're going to be back in person in 2022. And it's an experience that you definitely uh, don't want to miss. For conference updates and details, you can check out mortgageinnovators.com forward slash conference. That's mortgageinnovators.com forward slash conference. And now on to this week's episode. Enjoy. We have a fantastic session for you. Our session is using data to transform the customer journey. I have two industry leaders here with me who are gonna be your speakers speaking on this topic. Um, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Steve Majeris. Steve is the CEO with Synergy One Lending. Steve, welcome. Thank you, Margaret, it's great to be here. Fantastic. And we also have Brian View. And Brian is the president of FinLocker. Brian, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Excited about this one. Absolutely. So, gentlemen, we're, we're really discussing the significance of how customer data is, um, how important it is in creating the experience for the mortgage borrower and what that means for the future for the mortgage origination industry. We hear um, a lot, two topics. We hear about data and how important data is, even so much so that people are saying that data is the most powerful asset class in the 21st century. We also hear and know as mortgage originators that our ultimate goal and the ultimate holy grail, if you will, is creating a customer for life. And what I would like to do in this session is really to connect both of those. So, um, Brian, let's start with you. As a fintech company, can you give us your perspective on 
why is the data so important? And then can you also tell us when we say the data, what are we actually talking about? Yeah, so the, the secret sauce, right? Um, so maybe we'll start with what is the data because there is a wide definition depending on who you're talking to. But for this for this conversation today, let's let's just call data anything that's that's attached to a consumer, and that consumer could be a prospective client for an originator, a current client who's engaged in a process, a sales process, or a past client. So. So anything that's attached to a consumer in any of those uh, use cases, I would call data, call data. But then there's a deeper dive on that. There's there's consumer permission direct source data, which I think we're going to talk a lot about today. <clears throat> and that data set includes things like enrolled, you know, asset accounts, liability accounts, transactional data behind those accounts. Includes uh, data from a credit bureau, from a credit report for a consumer. Um, it could include, depending on how you're engaging with the consumer, self-reported data that they've given you, given you as part of your experience, whether it's up the funnel in your in your mobile app, or if it's in your POS, um, or if it's just residing in maybe even a CRM. So there's 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 kind of a, a bunch of different flavors of the data. I think for for purposes of today, let's assume that it's consumer controlled data so it's data that the consumer is either given to you as an originator or given you access to through a permissioning process uh, as part of that relationship uh, and so hopefully that helps set the tone for what we're talking about behind this data but i think the, the first part of the question is why is it so important and from my perspective and and having been in the on the front ends of mortgage origination for 27 years before I left um, the lending side of the business, and just so everyone's aware of how crazy I am, I left the most lucrative, highest revenue producing 18 month stretch in mortgage banking history. So <laughs> you, all, you all can thank me for, for the, the timing on that. But as I, as I uh, left the origination side and joined Finlocker, what I saw was, was a, uh, a proliferation of lenders, tech-enabled tech lenders, and tech providers who are focused on the consumer experience in a different way. And traditionally in mortgage, the consumer experience is about the process. And Steve's gonna talk a little bit about that. But using consumer permission data, using data that a consumer uh, allows you to engage them with, you can have a much deeper engagement with that consumer that's relevant to their specific situation. So you're able to craft custom experiences to that consumer, not kind of a generic, you know, journey that's created out of your CRM that touches everybody the same way. So I think consumers today are definitely looking for the ability to a have a, a frictionless, easy process, and and a big driver to that is to use direct source data that's permissioned by the consumer, so they don't have to give you a bunch of paper. But they're also looking for very custom, dynamic experiences that are meaningful to them in their situation and the goals and objectives that they're seeking to solve for. Excellent. Okay, Steve, can we get your perspective as the CEO of a company that originates over $4 billion um, in a, a retail platform? 
how are Brian's comments relevant and important in terms of how you run your company and the direction that you're taking your company? Yeah, thank, I mean, Brian covered a lot of territory there. So uh, th there's a lot to get to in the way we think about it as well. Um, given that, that uh, you know, 20 years ago, I was at, at a company called eLoan that was one of the early pioneers in online lending. And, you know, this has been a 20 year journey for myself and our industry to a great degree to where we're finally seeing the enablement and the broader acceptance of some of these uh, tools like uh, customer uh, permission data uh, that we can weave into a customer experience that is much, uh, much better for uh, the individual on a loan by loan basis. I think what, what the challenge for us as a, a company um, and a company that wants to deliver on a modern experience for consumers, knowing what the, what the broader landscape is in terms of the way they live their lives digitally, uh, not related to mortgage, but also the way that we can leverage those experiences that they have in living their life digitally and, do, and present a very similar experience when they do get a mortgage should resonate. And every time uh, in my experience that consumers get access to be able to control their own data or opt into controlling their own data, and now at the same time can reduce friction as part of the process in them obtaining home financing, can be a real win-win real for the industry and for the consumer, of course, as well, ultimately. The key for companies like ours is to get loan officers, uh, the operations team, and everybody to rally around enabling that and making that mainstream so that whether our competitors are an online competitor that we can compete with our, with our digital solutions or data solutions that we present to consumers or offline, we have the best of both worlds. And I think the more, it takes a lot of work, but the more and more you lead through that uh, at the enterprise level, the more traction you're going to be able to get, uh, the more practice uh, the entire team is going to get uh, at presenting that. And it can be very, very powerful, as we found out over the last couple of years, in using those data sources and those partnerships to create a solution that's really focused on an experience versus a transaction. I've heard you say that the process is the product. Would you say a little yeah. bit more about that? Yeah, I think, you know, when, when at least for myself, it kind of gets me to thinking about things, what I feel is the right focus for us as we are helping individual loan officers and processors and everyone design an experience. And it, it every time you can enable those things at key flashpoints in the transaction, those can become differentiators uh, in terms of the ease and the speed that you can get a consumer through that experience. And when, when consumers are focused on how good that experience or, or great that experience is, they're a lot less focused on price and some of those other sensitivity factors th that you compete with because you have got them so far potentially, if you use it right, so far down the sales funnel, if you will, so that it, they're further down faster and therefore more has been accomplished and you just take steps that historically have been embedded into the process out of the process completely. An example for us is 
you know, giving access to, or authorizing consumers in our application process to to authenticate their bank accounts and also authenticate and, and verify their assets in transaction. So think about it, you just eliminated days uh, in the process, you eliminated likely back and forth emails between a processor, a loan officer, and your client, uh, and you've just provided certainty at that point where it is very relevant on a core metric uh, that I experience, which is validating you know, income, assets, and employment, things like that. When we put it in the transaction, in the application process a couple years ago, and we've now, we have hundreds, if not thousands, of customers monthly validating their own income in the application process itself. This is just one example of consumer permission data access that they control that can improve the experience for everybody. Um, and I, I know you you use the word uh, the funnel and um, going up the funnel. And Brian, I know you've talked about that before. Would you um, you know just share with the um, with the attendees what, what you mean by that? Because I thought that was really powerful. Sure. So so at Finlocker, one of one of the applications for our product for our app is helping groom and prepare consumers for the homeownership journey and mortgage readiness. And that does happen by definition up the funnel, right? If you think about the funnel as the, the point of sale, if you will, when someone's ready to apply for a mortgage, that's the that's the top of the funnel or the entry point of the funnel. There's a lot of things that happen way up the funnel with that consumer and, and with the right lenders that it's happening where they're starting to get that consumer engaged in their under their brand in their in their tech stack and so when we think about uh, originators lenders using tools to a attract you know more folks to their funnel to begin with if you're if the traditional way to market to an audience in our space in the mortgage channel is all around a mortgage transaction then those are the types of people you're going to get to your funnel that are that in their mind, they're thinking about preparing for a mortgage or getting a mortgage. What we're challenging people to think about is the consumers who are months, maybe years from having mortgage be top of the mind, but who want and need tools to better understand their financial situation and to, to help them with financial literacy, financial health and well-being. And if, and if you can leverage tools like that under your you know, under your logo in your tech stack that allow you to attract, you know, these consumers in, one of the byproducts of those consumers being in your in your ecosystem, if they're especially if they're using it for financial preparedness, is when they do reach that point where buying a home becomes a reality, they're already engaged with you in your brand. They've, there's been a level of trust that's been established. And the same things we talked about in the opening around the, the consumer permission data can be used to actually help guide that consumer through a journey that leads to mortgage readiness and or financial preparedness. Because it's not just about, it could be any financial product. We, we talk about mortgage a lot. Um, and on this webinar I'm, or this session, we should be talking about mortgage. I think that that's who our audience is, but it could be any financial services product. And so um, we, we challenge folks to think wider and earlier and build your funnel uh, in such a way that perhaps there's other products that you can enable for consumers on their path 
you know, towards uh, towards ultimate home ownership. That's fantastic. Hey, Steve, when you talked about some of the examples in your organization, um, what it really triggered for me is how all of this is going to be affected by margin compression and the changes that we'll see, that we, we definitely will see. The question is just simply when. Can you talk a little bit about um, how all of this conversation and some of the things that um, you're talking about and that Brian's talking about affect will affect an organization like yours with margin compression? Yeah, I, I, it's a great question uh, because it, it's obviously uh, on on all of our minds, particularly in light of recent events with, with rates starting to tick up again. Um, I, I will tell you part of the reason from a strategy standpoint, we've focused in on this uh, over the last couple of years and now bringing more and more to a reality in our own ecosystem is that we have got to think about uh, how do we actually become a low cost uh, provider of, of mortgages uh, in, in our space. And part of that solution has to be with a focus toward whether it's digital technology, data sources, and enabling those to design a client experience that's effective uh, and, and enjoyable for our clients and our team here, is that those things that should be automated and produced digitally, et cetera, need to be incorporated into our base process so that we can do those things at scale. Um, I, I, I would tell anybody that is starting to think about these things uh, and kind of where your organization is going over time is you really have to think about this not as something you do on the side or you're trying to trying to get to eventually since this technology exists and a company smaller like ours has the same access to that technology as large providers and large companies, it really has democratized our ability to execute on things like this and bring them to market. So it gives us a not sometimes a competitive advantage if others aren't thinking about it, but at least a level playing field so that if we choose to focus on it, we can execute on this and deliver that low cost provider so that where things should be automated, they can be automated in our process, and we can more effectively use all of our team uh, from originators to processors, et cetera, really on the things that where they do best and where they provide the most value, and frankly, the things that they enjoy the most uh, in the process as well. And again, in the end, that will compress time, that will reduce costs, that will increase conversions, however you want to look at it, but arriving at that lower cost to produce really hits at the center of the target that you're talking about, which is the fear of margin compression. There are things as leaders that we can do about that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, let's um, let's talk about the darker side. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the risks in terms of this discussion and this conversation. Uh, Brian, can you um, help us understand what are the risks to embracing um, the customer data and using it to influence and shape that journey for them? So I think there's probably some obvious risks that we'll just speak to and, and not go into detail because I think there's a more interesting risk that uh, we can drill into. So probably the, 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 the single biggest risk with this level of data is any kind of breach, right? Any kind of 
security re breach that that creates obviously tremendous uh, downstream problems. Um, you, you've got reputation risk, you've got financial risk, all associated with that. So, it, you know, kind of goes without saying that if you're uh, if you're a, a an organization that that has a strategy of of engaging with this type this level of consumer data, you you just have to really have your house in order as it relates to how you manage uh, the privacy and security of that data. And <clears throat> the lovely state of California has presented you know some new opportunities for uh, us folks to figure out how to manage uh, personal consumers' personal data. Uh, that we're so excited about um, <laughs> but the the interesting risk that i don't necessarily think would come to mind for folks right out of the shoot is this concept of what's the what's that what's the dividing line between helping a consumer and leveraging that consumer's data to, to create a a delightful experience and becoming big brother and spooking them right so there's there's a balance um with how how you do that, and 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 I think part of it, and I don't think it's a one size fits all balance. I think each consumer's uh, situation is unique. So in the in the example that I like to use is if I have if I have consumers who I'm engaged with, at, you know, up the funnel, who've come into my uh, my ecosystem because they're potential first time home buyers and they they have intent. To get themselves ready, and they've in in my data set, I can see that they've set goals and objectives and timelines. In that instance, based on those those what I what I observe in that data, I, I should feel comfortable that by presenting insights back to the consumer and kind of guiding them along their journey along the way would be welcome by that particular consumer. On the flip side, let's just say I have a past client, and um, you know, who who maybe doesn't have intent to do anything transactionally with me in the near term let alone the, the the near long term they may get spooked if if as things are happening inside of the data set that i can see that i'm pinging them you know every within hours of of of, of them doing something and so you know i think there's there's a a definite balance that that folks have to be cognizant of and that's there's an art to that there's it's probably a, a combination of data science and marketing that kind of get blended in there and how you how you create that 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 delightful and not spooky experience for your customers. Mm -hmm. I just yeah, to pick up that on that point if you don't mind, Margaret, for a moment, yeah. because I, breach obviously keeps uh, all of us uh, awake at night when it comes to data. But as to, to Brian's point, if you can um, if you can keep it relevant and it's not an ad per se. Uh, which is a, a big distinction to, versus adding value to someone who already has an interest in the loan space in general or rates in general or options in general that you can make uh, if you're thoughtful about it. Um, and I don't think anybody's nailed this yet, but if you're thoughtful about it, you can make that uh, much less spooky or obtrusive if the relevancy is there. Uh, that is that is really around what the consumer has already identified as things that are important to them. That's really nice to have that criteria of relevancy, because I like what you said, Brian, when you said it's really a, it's an art, and it's the wisdom and understanding are they going to be spooked or not, and uh, that's great. That's great. Thank you, Steve, for that. 
Steve, um, just ke along, keeping uh, along the same lines of talking about the risks, what are the risks from your point of view representing the mortgage originator um, by not seeing the importance of the data and having a strategy around it? Yeah, I think that, that you know, starting from the, uh, as you said, the individual originator standpoint and the, the companies that um, potentially don't pay attention to the opportunities that are out there. Um, I think there are um, competitive risks uh, that companies run by not paying attention to uh, incorporating some of these, uh, some, some data strategies in making, helping their originators be better um, and help, help them kind of redesign themselves in that experience with consumers. Um, and using data, if you're if you're blind to it, whether um, you choose to be by choice uh, blind to it, uh, or uh, by um, a, the company that you're with is not using it in an effective way, you're, you you obviously run the risk of falling behind. And given that, you know, whether it's digital technology or other technologies, we're expected the landscape to change more in the next 10 years than it did in the last 100. Um, I, I would, you know, I'm at my age very fearful that I'm losing any days uh, that we're not evolving as a company and making sure that our team has the best uh, available to be able to compete, uh, whether uh, with any kind of lender, online, offline, or or hybrid, uh, so that you know, really using these things effectively sometimes requires a new skill set. And learning that skill set is sometimes very uncomfortable for people. But once you get that breakthrough thinking and people get the aha in creating those experience, it, it can actually and should be looked at as enhancing how you grow your business individually as a loan officer versus being a threat to you. And there, there is a way to make that pivot effectively. And by the way, the world's moving that way with or without you anyway. So if that's where the world is going to, I just feel like as a as a someone that can take advantage uh, of enabling some of these things and incorporating those things, uh, that we want to put those in everyone's hands so that we don't individually and collectively fall behind. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Steve. Just still, um, still from your perspective, you know, we started the conversation talking about. Um, data and talking about the importance and really the goal of creating a customer for life. What would be your uh, counsel or advice to an organization that understands the importance of the data and using the data for all of the things that you talked about? What's a game plan? Where where do they start? Yeah, it's a great question because it, it that taking that first step is is usually the hardest. Um, and kind of just getting your head around, um, not just thinking about it at a transaction level, but but again, as I said earlier, to the experience level. Um, actually getting uh, getting some understanding about what partnerships are out there, uh, as Brian talked about earlier, the tech stack, not only something that's potentially already built out, but what could be done via API and otherwise that you can incorporate into your workflows and bring into you're, you know, bring your whole team to rally around the understanding of what those APIs could create. How do we really use that data uh, from an operational perspective as, as well as putting it in the consumer's hands 
so they can, can they convert better and, and again it just makes it a, a, a less friction uh, style experience but so starting with some understanding getting some vetting of what's available out there and then thinking through how do I in, incorporate this one thing this additional thing because this is a long road you can't consumers don't change their behavior overnight companies aren't going to change overnight um, so just taking that first step at the highest priority points of where do I want to start first where I'm going to have the most impact and maybe I'm not the first mover maybe I've seen some others who have already done this effectively so it's okay to be a me too strategist every once in a while there's nothing wrong with that um, just but my, but I would just say get on with it because again the, the the world is moving pretty fast in this area you can start to see uh, every every week it seems other ways of being able to uh, enable data effectively and securely to increase conversion and improve the client experience and the more the word gets out the the more it's going to accelerate um, obviously, we all talk about during the pandemic accelerated a lot of things in the digital space. Data is certainly one of those things because once that genie is out of the bottle and widespread, that the consumers will usually opt into with um, enabling, taking advantage of it themselves because it's at, it's at their fingertips. They feel that they can control it and therefore it might be more secure in their minds. So, and if it can make the process easier in a very tangible way uh, at the mortgage level, um, that, that can be very effective. And I will say lastly, that if we all do believe that as we talk to clients about obtaining a mortgage or a home loan is the single largest transaction or single big, biggest asset in your life, you should think about it as a tip of the spear for financial wellness broadly. And data and the harnessing of that data really can accelerate a company's um, uh, aggressiveness into that market and compete really, really effectively because of it. Yeah, and sort of a whole nother layer on how you help people. Absolutely, absolutely, because if, if they have that easy, I think Brian was talking about this earlier, they have easy access to it and, and they've been going back to it in your ecosystem for a period of time where they've developed repetition and or a routine as well as trust, guess where they're going to come back um, for the longer term? It's going to be your company. Yeah, and you have great companies like Finlocker to help you. Yes, we do. Strategy. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yes, exactly. Well, gentlemen, you are fantastic. We're actually coming to the end of our um, Innovator Insights session. I wondered if I could ask both of you one last question, and that is that if you were to pick one thing or one among several things uh, that you would really want the, the attendees of this session to walk away with, uh, what would it be? And Brian, can I can I begin with you? Sure. Yeah. Um, so we said going into this, I was going to think about this, and it would be right there at the at the uh, the tip of my tongue, and it's and it's not. But my, I, I think the the one thing I would ask or suggest uh, attendees that 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 were with us here for this this half hour to think about is, and there and there's going to be other sessions throughout this uh, Mortgage Innovators Conference. This is become one of my favorite events every year. Uh, I liked it better when I could physically go to San Diego and, and attend it. Uh, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of uh, 
talks like this that are going to be happening. There's uh, a lot of great uh, partners that are attending the conference. And I would take Steve's advice, which was understand the landscape of partners that are out there. Don't feel like you need to build this experience on your own. Uh, today with technology, there's, there's ways to connect uh, components of technology in such a way that all, when all together that they provide a very delightful experience for consumers. And so I think take takeaway for me is understand the landscape, what's available out there, and start to think about how you put things together to create some level of uniqueness for your institution. Excellent. Steve, how about you? Yeah, I would I would say, you know, my flippant comment is get on with it um, <laughs> and, and, and embrace it. Uh, because I, I, it's there for the taking. It's very invigorating to help um, participate in the evolution of what we can present uh, as an industry uh, to consumers um, and, and really reducing the friction in the process and making a home loan less scary and a lot more enjoyable. And I would say as well, from a leadership standpoint, and I suffered from this, is make sure you're thinking about your entire organization as you're thinking about solutions and the impact it's going to have on everyone in the organization, not just one part. It's, it, it will help in the implementation process a great deal. Thank you all for tuning in. And most importantly, uh, thank you to our sponsors at Qualia who helped make these episodes possible. We'll see you next time. <laughs>